What's going on, everybody? So I started watching My Hero Academia. I wish I would have started sooner, man. It's a great show. If you're into anime, please check that out. If not, it's cool, man. And then I started watching the continuation of the Inuyasha anime. I forgot what the new show is called, though, to be honest. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow Punch the Mouth on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram, the handle is Punch in the Mouth Official. On Twitter, it's official underscore PITM. Remember to like, comment. And now, my official YouTube hand handle is Punched in the Mouth TV Official. Let your friends know. Do all that cool stuff. Because the videos, they've been coming. I just, I don't see you guys commenting or liking the video. I need that to happen. I need you guys' help. Tell your friends. Thanks, guys. Peace. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Punch in the Mouth podcast number 84. We're powering right through these guys. We're going to hit 100. If I keep doing two a week, I would hit 100. Let's see. So by the end of this week, we'll be 85. Next week, 86, 87. The following week, 88, 89. That's two weeks already. Like about in a month. Let's see where we're at in a month. Well, yeah, because 10 episodes would be... Five weeks if we do two a week, which I believe we will because there's a lot of stuff going on. And then, so about a month and three weeks, almost two months, we should be hitting episode 100. Can't believe it, can't believe it. Something so far came so fast. I mean, I started this when? In 2020? Going strong. Well, yeah, but late 2020, so September. September would be three years since we legitimately started this podcast. So we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. I'm excited to see this. I'm excited. Two a week. I honestly believe the opinion episodes are better than these, but I still love doing these because I hope you guys love hearing them as much as I love doing them. So let's get into it. So first up, we got the Bellator results. Yeah, this is it. I just had a different tab open. Okay. So the main event, Ryan Bader defeats Fedor Emelianenko. Johnny Eblen defeats Anatoly Tokov. Brennan Ward defeats Sabah Hamasi. Lorenz Larkin defeats Mohamed Bokhamanov. Dude, that was a crazy fight. That was a crazy fight. Even though it lasted a minute and 41 seconds, that elbow by Lorenz Larkin was insane. If you guys haven't watched it, go on their YouTube channel. It's on there. It is nasty, man. Nasty. Let me see what's another good fight. Darian Caldwell, unfortunately, he came up short. But yeah, man. And then my boy Boogie Man Richie Martinez was in the corner of Diana Abasagova. Abasariagova. I hope I said that right. I probably didn't. He was in her corner along with Lima Lay McFarland. So that's good on her. She's been jumping around. See, Camp Bitter. She tried out Camp Atlanta Freaks. I don't know if that's considered. Team Hurricane, it's probably Team Hurricane, but good on her, man, doing what you gotta do. 
Chris Gonzalez defeats Max. Crazy fight. Crazy fight. Ali Isalev defeats Steve Mowry. That was a no, it was a draw. Yeah, because Steve Mowry mounted him, beat the piss out of him for about a whole round. So they 10 aided that round. And then I guess the judges gave the other round to. No, all, all three of them scored it 28-28. That's not true. One judge gave it to um Ali, I remember, but right here saying it was a unanimous draw. I don't think it was. I remember it being a majority draw. Let me let me let me see. Let me try to find another source on that. But from what I remember it was a majority draw, but right here it says a unanimous draw. But we shall see, man. We shall see. Good fights from Bellator. We'll get into the main card right now. But the prelims were good. You know what I don't like, and I understand if they were short on time that they had to do that. I don't like that they book so many prelims that they end up having post limbs. I don't like that, but that's just me. Am I wrong in thinking that? Like, how are you going to have Neam Gracie on after the fight? Like, the point is to get these guys pumped up for the main card. Like, I don't like these post limb stuff. But that's just me, man. That is just me. Because... I watched only one post limb, which was the Neam Gracie fight, which he won. Congratulations to Neam Gracie. I want the scorecard, not the official card. So we shall see what happens. But yeah, Bellator, come on, man. You gotta stop it. Like, if you have to, like, the prelims, you can start the prelims whenever you want. Like, it's on your YouTube channel. Like, well, why are you guys having post limbs? Like, I don't know, man. I'm probably looking too much into it, but I don't like it. I don't like it whatsoever. Whatsoever, I do not like it. Let's see, let's see. I guess it was a unanimous draw because everybody else has a 28, 28, 28, 28, 28, 28. Okay. I remember hearing it was a majority draw, but I guess it ended up being a unanimous draw. But we shall see. So let's move on to the main card. Brennan Ward defeats... Saba Hamasi, dude, that was a crave. You have not seen that fight. I don't know if you can watch it right now, but when it becomes available on like streaming platforms, do yourself a favor, go watch that fight. That fight was insane. Insane that fight was. Brennan Ward and Saba Hamasi. And Brennan Ward's funny, he goes, he's like, all right, I want a title shot or give me Rosario Dawson. Dalton Hercules. I was like, whoa. And I'm like, why does he want to fight that guy? And then supposedly Brandon said that it's not a place of animosity or nothing like that, but that Dalton reminds him of a younger when he was young, so he would like to fight him. So it's a call out of respect, which I can respect. It doesn't always have to be a a place of animosity. Let's move on. Johnny Eblin versus Anatoly Tokov. Now listen to me here. People are about to get mad about what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. You put Johnny Eblin in there against Israel Adesanya, Alex Pereira, I would pick Johnny Eblin. His striking, it's getting there. It's not the best, but it's getting there. The dude can crack, he'll put a pace on you, and he can wrestle. Okay? I understand there's going to be people that listen to this and be like, this dude is out of his mind. It's fine. I can be out of my mind. But in my personal opinion, Johnny Eblin. If he wanted to, if he fights the two top two guys right now, I'd give him a shot against the top two guys. The human cheat code. He says he's going to change it again because he used to be called something else. I honestly don't remember what it was. 
But he says he's going to change it again. But that dude is awesome. He's awesome. But we shall see, man. Because another guy. Now, this guy, he's one more one-dimensional. But Yagoslav Amosov, he's another dude I would put against the t- cream of the crop at the UFC. Like, these guys are killers. And I've always said this. And don't tell me I haven't because I will prove to you that I've always said this. But outside of the heavyweight division, there are some killers. Like, the apex of heavyweight MMA is the UFC. That is undeniably true, especially with the addition of John Jones. And yes, I know Francis is going to either... Because I don't think World Fighting League is a thing anymore. Because look, we're already in at the end of January. They haven't even announced anything yet. So I don't know if World Fighting League is even a thing. PFL has just announced their first few fights. We'll get into that right now. I honestly believe we're going to see Francis in some sort of boxing fight. It's not going to be against Anthony Joshua because Anthony Joshua just announced his return fight. It's not going to be against Anthony Joshua. That I do know. But going back to what I was saying. Outside of heavyweight, there are some guys out there, okay, that uh, unless you watch outside the UFC, you don't know about. Like Johnny Evans, unfortunately, not a lot of people know about him. That guy's the man, okay? Anatoly Tokov, the man. Vadim Nenkov, the man, okay? If you don't believe Vadim is the man, as Yuri Prohaska, okay? But Yuri made that guy faint. Yuri Prohaska is the man. And again, these guys came from Ryzen. And I know Ryzen gets a lot of flack because they're like, oh, it's a joke league. Look at your top guy at UFC light heavyweight. He came from that promotion. Okay. So don't tell me there aren't fighters. I'm not saying everybody. I've always said this on this show. And I know I must sound like a broken record. And for that, I apologize. But I will till the end of my days. As long as this show keeps going, I will say this. There are fighters. We've seen it. Chell. Who else? Who else? Askren made a lot of noise. Unfortunately for Askren, he had that bad hip and he had retired. But Chandler's making noise. I guarantee you, if the UFC could have signed him, they would have signed AJ McKee. Okay? But yeah, going back to my original thought, Johnny Eblen. I'd put money on him against Pereira and Adesanya. For me, a harder fight for him would be Whitaker. And even then, I think he'd beat Whitaker because of his wrestling. Like, there's no middleweight in the top 10 in the UFC because I have it right here. Let's look at it. These are the top 10 according to the UFC rankings. So we have Alex as the champion. You have Israel at number one. You have Robert at number two. You have Jared at number three. Marvin has some wrestling, but I think Johnny would beat him. You have Derek who also has some wrestling, but again... I think Johnny beats him because if he doesn't wrestle him, I think Johnny hits harder. Paulo Costa, he's like in MMA purgatory right now. Roman Dulite, nah, I don't, I see Johnny beating him. Again, another one would be Andre Muniz. That guy's a black belt. That guy's awesome. The Chris Duplices, again, I don't know. But looking at the top 10, I think he'd beat Robert Whitaker. I think he'd beat Jared Kanier. Him and Marvin would be a good fight. The amount of smack talk that would go into that fight. Derek Brunson, that'd be another good fight because of the wrestling. I honestly forgot about Derek. But then again, 
Derek says that he's not going to be doing this for much longer. Back when he fought Jerry, he's like, if I beat Jerry and then I fight for the title, I'm going to retire. Isn't that what he said? That's what he said. If you guys don't believe me, go back and look. Go back and look. But anyway, Johnny Eblen, and he's only 31. But let's continue. And then we got the main event, Ryan Bader versus Fedor Milianenko. Now, I can sit here and tell you I knew this was going to happen because it was... I'll tell you one thing. I'm kind of glad it didn't go as the first fight. I'm like, dude, they're building this up. And for it just to end in like about 30 seconds, that'd be kind of lame. Straight up. That would have been lame. But it went for two minutes and a half officially. But you had a guy in Fedor where I knew Fedor, if he hit him, Fedor would knock him down. Like, I knew that. And, like, I just didn't see anywhere where Fedor could win this fight. Because I told myself, Bader has the wrestling. Bader has the power. He has age on his side. Because how old is Ryan Bader? Is like 39. Fedor's like 46. Fedor's 39. And I believe Fedor's 46. Yes, I was correct in both instances. So, my point is like, I knew this fight wasn't going to be competitive, but you don't want to short sell it because of the legend Fedor is. Now, I'm going to save a lot of this stuff that I want to say right now. I'm going to save it for the second episode of the week, the opinion episode. The A side of this show. This is the B side. That's why I do this first, so I can just have fun in the second episode. But, I will say this without going into too much detail. Fedor should be considered, I guess, as one of the GOATs of MMA during a time period, right? Because... The greatest of all time is just an imagination thing that we've all made. Like, we all want to say GSP is the greatest of all time. I guarantee you Usman would smoke him. Guarantee it. You want to say Chuck Liddell is the greatest of all time? Guarantee you Yiri would smoke him. Guarantee it. They were at times, right? And that's what we should really be looking at when we say greatest of all time. Like, nobody will be the greatest of all time. Habib, people say Habib is the greatest. There's going to come a time where some guy's going to come along and be like, this dude would have smoked Habib. Because I will tell you one thing, and this is not news to anybody that follows sports or knows a little bit something about any sport. The game always wins because nobody will get better than the game. The game will always get better with time, and as human beings, we will. it'll pass us by. The game always wins. There's going to be new athletes coming in with football, golf. They're going to be better than the people of yesterday. And then their time will be now. And then the people of tomorrow will eventually come in and overtake. It'll be a slowly but surely process. So Fedor was the greatest of his time. Because let's think about it. There's pride. And then there was UFC. He was beating the brakes off of people in pride. And don't come at me. Well, yeah, he was probably on gas. Everybody was on gas in the pride days. So as far as I'm concerned, it was a level playing field. Okay. Should he have been fighting in 2023? I don't think so. Someone of Bader's caliber? I don't think so. Honestly, I don't. But that's what he wanted to do. That's what he did. So congratulations, Fedor. On a great career, I unfortunately never got to see him fight live. You want, you guys want me to tell you? Nah, I'll save it for the Wednesday episode. I'll save it. Okay, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. 
Well, no, I should say Thursday episode because now what I'm trying to do, you're going to hear this one on Tuesdays and the other one on Thursdays. I said Wednesday because that's when I recorded them. So look for episodes coming out Tuesdays and Thursdays. Or I don't know if I should do Fridays. No, because by then everybody's already worn out. Like, I'm going to shoot for Tuesdays and Thursdays. Let's shoot for Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay. Let's go to UFC. Dude, I was struggling. I was struggling. Because I go to sleep really early now. Like, by 11 o'clock, I'm already in bed and asleep. Start my day really early the next day. So, I was struggling when this fight was going on. But let's get into it. Um... This Bantamweight road to the final. Rhea Nak- Nakamura defeats Hoshimi Kazuma. Dude, that was a crazy fight. Crazy fight. These these roads to the championship fights, they were nuts. Juho Choi versus Kyle Nelson. Okay. I, have a pro- I had a problem with this fight. Here's my problem with this fight. He did not headbutt him with intent. If he would have flung his head forward... By all means, take away the point. But because he cut him? Like, are you kidding me? That should have, you know what that should have warned? A warning and a, um, a warning and a reset of position. Start them in the middle. But taking away a point from Duho Choi? For that? Get out of here with that crap, bro. Like, seriously. Like, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? Tell me. What are you doing? Like, get out of here with that, dude. Get out of here with that. That was unnecessary, bro. Like, seriously. My God. So, I had a problem with that, right? But we're going to move on. Marjin Tabura defeats Balagoy Ivanov. Devin Clark defeats Jung Dan-Un. Sergey Spivak defeats Derek Lewis. The Sergey Spivak guy's for real, man. Now, people are saying Derek's on the decline. Stop it. Like, don't take away from Spivak's accomplishment, please. Because Derek looked fit. I believe Spivak just had a better game plan, and that's why he ended up winning the fight, okay? Don't take anything away from Derek. I mean, Spivak. Now, I want to go back. Actually, let's see what's next for these guys. Or, wait, where do I have? What do I have on my notes? Okay. Now let's go back and talk about the one and only Brennan Ward. So Brennan, unless you follow his story, it's very public knowledge that Brennan was addicted to opioids. But he says it got really bad. Because if you look at his Wikipedia page, which we are going to do right here. If you look at Brennan's Wikipedia page, the last time he fought at the forum, or the Kia forum as they call it now, is when he fought Paul Daly and Paul Daly KO'd him with the flying knee. That was on January 21st, 2017. And then Brennan, he didn't fight. Well, he fought again on August 25th, 2017. And then after that, he didn't fight until February 19th of 2022. So during all this time where he was an active fighter, he was doing drugs. And he would say, like, he went on Ariel show today and said that he even did them almost on the day of sometime. He says it had such a bad hold on him that he just had to get away. So, like, knowing that about Brennan Ward and then seeing what he's done with his last three fights, especially this last one, because 
the the first two, like let's be honest, you can see those as tuna fights. But seeing where he was to where he is now, that's inspirational, man. That's inspirational because he beat the number seven guy out. Let me check if the rankings are out yet because I haven't checked my email. He should be in the rankings when they come out. If they're not already out, which I believe if not by today, tomorrow they will be. Oh, I clicked the wrong one. Yeah, so they're not out yet. Hold on, let me make sure. Yeah, they're not out yet. So I wouldn't be surprised once these rankings come out. Brennan would be ranked. But as I said earlier, he wants to fight. If he doesn't get a title shot, give him Dalton. Dalton Rosta. That'd be a crazy fight. I'd watch that. Well, I'd watch any Brennan Ward fight. To be, he's one of my favorite fighters. So let's see what happens there. Let's move on. UFC 284. Well, actually, hold on. No, no, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. So let's look at the heavyweight rankings. You got Cyril at number one, Stipe at number two, Sergey Pavlovich at number three, Curtis at number four, Ty at number five, Aspinall at number six. I would assume you're going to get Spivak at the very least at the number nine spot. Because then after that, you get Derek Lewis at seven. He's going to go down. Alexander Volkov at eight. He might go up and Razinho at number nine. Here's what I would do. And Marcin Tabura, I don't know if he's going to stay stationary. or, But I guarantee you Spivak's going to move past Dacus. Um, he probably moved past Tabura. And I wouldn't be surprised if they gave Spivak Rosenstrike or Volkov. And then, like, they should give Derek Marcin Tabura, see what happens there. That's what I think would be next for Derek, because Dana White already said that Derek's not going anywhere. Okay. Now, we can talk about UFC 283. Alexander Volkanovsky versus Islam. Mahashev from Islam Mahashev versus Alexander Volkanovsky. You got in the co-main event, Yair Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett. Jack Dilia Mandilia versus Randy Brown. Justin Toppa versus Parker Porter. And Jimmy Crew versus Alonzo Menefield. In the light heavyweight featured prelim, you got my boy Tyson Pedro versus Modestus Bukakas. This is a crazy fight right there. Every time Tyson Pedro fights, I'm excited. I like Justin Taffa, and I like Randy Brown. It's not like let's be honest here, right? It's very, this card is very um, very hanging on the shoulders of the main and co-main because this card isn't very stacked the way the UFC usually does it. And Islam is upset, right? Well, now they're saying that the media twisted his words, but. It came out that Islam was upset that the UFC wasn't promoting his fight, this, this, and that. But in my opinion, I'm like, well, this fight doesn't need to get promoted. You have Alex, who's the number one pound-for-pound king. He be murking guys left and right. Because he is murking guys. Don't tell me he's not. Like, it's not that he's barely beating them. He is murking, dude. It's scary, okay? It is scary. And you got... And then this was a formality, Yair Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett. It's a good fight. Don't get me wrong. But it's because I understand what the problem is here. The problem is that Volkanovski has already beaten Max Holloway three times. 
So it's hard to sell the fourth fight, especially after the way the third one ended. So I understand where the UFC is coming from. But you got you can't tell me because it's already been confirmed that Max Holloway will fight Arnold Allen in April. You can't tell me if... Because the only way I see Volkanovski going back down to Featherway is if he loses this fight. That's the only way I see this happening, right? The only way. Because if he wins, you do the immediate rematch with Islam. Or you can fight Charles. Like, it's more lucrative for him to stay at light heavyweight at this point. I mean, light heavyweight, lightweight. Because if if Max beats Arnold Allen and whoever, like, for example, if Yair wins, that's a fight they're going to set up right away because Max already beat Yair. If Josh wins, you're going you're gonna to tell me it's going to be the speed of Max Holloway versus the power of Josh Emmett, where I know Max can go five rounds and I don't know how long Josh can sustain that power. That's what they're trying to do here. And it's understandable because, honestly, a lot of people like myself were like, well, how do you not have Max in the in our featherweight picture? But this is why. This is the reason why. Because there's it's not feasible for the UFC to sell a fourth fight between two guys when one guy hasn't won any of the first three. And in the most recent one, he got the brakes beat off of him, okay? Because he did. As much as we all love Max, because I love Max. No, I shouldn't say that. I know I should be as unbiased as possible, but come on. like Alex beat the brakes off of him in the last fight. So there's that. And you got Yair Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett. And to me, that fight is power versus flashy moves. That's what that is because of Yair. Even though he's gotten a lot more technical, I will give Yair that with the leg kicks. And like... Because I was very critical of Yair early on because I'm like, all this, dude, all this dude is is flashy moves and that's it. Because when he fought Alex Caceres, like, when none of those flashy moves worked, and it was very early in his career, I will give him that. Like, he looked like he looked lost. So I'm like, dude, if this guy doesn't fix this, he's not going to go very far. And he did fix it. He did fix it. I want to make that very clear. He did fix it, okay? So are they getting rid of... Oh, hold on, I'm looking at the PFL. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So I believe what's happening here, since Kayla Harrison is no longer going to be in the tournament season format, I believe they got rid of the lightweight division for the women because Larissa Pacheco is going to be in the featherweight tournament and her opening opponent is Julia Budd. But I believe Larissa... Ruined a lot of PFL's plans about putting the company on Kayla's back because she defeated Kayla back in November. But here, let's look at the cards. So right now, they have announced April 1st, April 7th, and April 14th for Bellator, and it will be at the theater at the Virgin's Hotel in Las Vegas. So right now, they have the April 1st card. I believe that one's fully announced. It's not. We have Brendan Longhang versus Marlon Moraes, and you have Robert... Wilkinson, Wilkinson versus Thiago Santos, two UFC alums, bro. And then let's see the April seventh card. And then I believe April fourteenth. So they have two, two, and two for each card. So the April seventh card is Anti Dilija versus Jorgen Di Castro. And then Larissa Pacheco will fight Julia Budd for April seventh. And then the returning champ Olbin. Oliver Olbin Mercier will take on Shane Burgo. Sabo Dusai will take on. Jara Al Siliwai. Siliwai. I hope I said that right. But yeah, PFL's coming back, man. I'm excited when PFL comes back. 
I do love them a lot. But I also love Bellator. Like, I love UFC. The one that still hasn't really sold me is one, but let the product break into North America properly. I know Amazon's going to help them out a lot. I have that feeling. I really do. But I want to go back to UFC 284. It doesn't feel like a big fight, but it is. It really is. It really is. And I don't know if it doesn't feel like that because John Jones coming back in March. And then in April, you got Leon Edwards versus Usman. And then they just announced Conor McGregor versus Mike Chandler. Remember there was a guy that used to call me Mystic Mac because I predict these things? Well, well, what are we going to call me now? That's the question. I predict these things. Nah, but it, it was logical, man. It was logical. Because once they announced the George fight, the Jorge Masvidal fight, I'm like, okay, Jorge's out. And then they supposedly, they were going to do Tony and Connor. I'm like, I could see that happening, but it doesn't do anything for Connor. Like, if anything, it puts a immense amount of pressure on him because he's expected to win. Whereas Chandler, in this sense, be like, whoa, whoa, that's a winnable fight. That's a competitive fight, and it'll put Connor back into the top into the top five. And Chandler came out today and said that he didn't know if it would be one fifty five or one seventy. But by the looks of Connor McGregor, I have no idea how this would be at one fifty five. Let's see what rank is Mr. Michael Chandler. Mike's number five, okay? So imagine Connor comes in and starches him with that left hand from the skies. I'm not telling you that's going to happen, but just imagine. Plus, plus they're on the Ultimate Fighter. They announced it's going to be simulcasted on ESPN Plus and big ESPN. Good on you, Ariel. I know you said that's what you wanted to see, but... Honestly, I would prefer it on ESPN Plus because they don't bleep out the swear words. On Big ESPN, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't. And on ESPN Plus, it's like uncensored. And like it adds to it, you know? Like, like can bleep. Like, that doesn't add to it. Like, it adds to it. You think it wouldn't, but it does. So it's good TV, right? Him and Mike. Whereas with, with Tony, I think it would have been weird. Not weird, awkward. But him and Mike is good TV, right? Because Volk and Ortega were good TV. I believe Chandler and Connor would be better TV. And you get, I know a lot of people saying that, oh, well, well, it's not going to give a mystique to the build-up because we're going to see Connor on our TV sets. I think that's a good thing. If you tell me that's a bad thing, like, I want you to tell me why. Like, you don't think it'll be cool to see Connor, like, on a regular basis for two months or however long the show is? Let's say a month and two weeks. Because I believe they said it's going to air from May to August. So that's what? June 30th would be a month. July 31st would be two months. It's almost going to air for... Because I believe they said from May 31st to August 15th. So June 30th would be a month. July 31st would be two months. Almost two, two, almost two months and two weeks. And I will tell you this. I don't think unless they do the finale on the pay-per-view... Connor and Chandler will not fight on the finale. That fight's too big not to put on pay-per-view, especially with these $80 prices. And I'm not mad about the price. I'm just saying with these $80 prices and what the UFC's been pumping out for events. I mean, just look at it. February, next week, you got Islam versus Volkanovski. March, you got Jones versus Cyril. And then again, two weeks later, you got 
Usman versus Edwards, and then you got you got Pereira versus Adesanya and Gilbert versus Masvidal. So they have to keep up to par. Up one of these is gonna end up being a dud. I will tell you that much. Connors won't be, but one of these is gonna end up being a dud. And you know it would be smart. This would be very smart, in my opinion. This would be very smart when it comes to this fight. It's smart if they do it in, in Los Angeles because Connor's never fought in LA. Mike has with Bellator, but Connor has never fought in LA. And he's not going to fight. I fear he won't fight for very much longer. And if you never brought him to Southern California, why not do it for this fight? You had him fight in Vegas. You, you fought him in his home country of Ireland. You fought him in New York. How do you not have a fight in California, which is the equivalent to New York, but on the West Coast? How do you not have a fight in California or in Anaheim at the very least? But if you want to do it right, you have a fight at the, well, it's now Crypto.com Arena, but you have a fight there. He has to fight there. Which great has not fought there? Mayweather's fought there. De La Hoya's fought there. Like, how do you not have a fight there? You had... Uh, TJ and Cody fight there. How do you not have him fight there? You should, in my opinion. That's where the fight needs to take place. In Los Angeles, California. Because you don't have a lot of firsts with Connors left. That would be a first. That would be a first. And I know he, that's been an interest of his. Because I believe he has a house out here in Orange County. I believe he does. Because his management paradigm is based out of Orange County. And Aaron Simpson. Tim Simpson. Sorry, not Aaron Simpson. I apologize, Tim. Tim Simpson is leaving Paradigm. He's taking Israel. He's taking Leon. He's taking Erie. And he's adding Max Holloway to his roster. Congratulations, Tim. Wish you nothing but the best, brother. Now I'm really wondering when Kayla's going to fight for PFL. But we're getting to the end of the show, guys. That's all I got for you. Remember, follow me, punching them out the official on Instagram, official underscore PITM on Twitter. Peace.